Hello and welcome into episode 15 of Off Topic with Laird. I'm Andrew Laird, Lairdinho on Rare at Andrew M. Laird on Twitter. What's up? I was off last week, or the schedule made me off last week for this show at least, but we're back with Off Topic. Thank you to everybody for joining us. Surface was first in asking if I got a signed jersey. I got two of them. I didn't get any. <clears throat> didn't even try. The idea of a mystery jersey... Mystery signed jersey gave nothing to me in terms of thinking I should spend whatever it was, 30, 35,000 coins on it. Uh, I was interested in the random jersey, like a regular jersey. Like I would wear a random jersey. The last thing I need to do is like get some random signed kit that I then have to go get framed and put up here and have no idea who the players are. It's just, I had no interest. Uh, but there was interest, all right. They sold out, what was it, 32 seconds, I think I saw Dan said. And yeah, people are excited. Mike Bassman was asking what was the answer to the cryptic clue. I don't even know. I saw lots of people trying to figure it out. It, it seemed like more people were more interested in figuring that out than actually using their coins to get one of these. So I don't know. Uh, John Andrews, hello. Simon Sorer, hello. Sorer Raul. Maddie Sorare, every time Sorare data is offline for maintenance, I realize how addicted I am to this website. I thought summer would be boring, but I am scouting for hours each day and absolutely loving it. Maddie, first off, apologies for the maintenance, but it's required. I'm told we'll be up soon. For those of you who are not watching this live, it's up. So there you go. Uh, Germ said he tried to get a Jersey Mint. Hello, Germ, by the way. Or excuse me, Jersey Mint. Tried to get a Jersey via the app but confirmed purchase was unclickable. When waitlist and personal details stored in the app, Jersey giveaways are getting ridiculous with the poor execution. Is it actually poor execution though? Like I know most people are gonna leave disappointed that they didn't get it, but I don't know if it's poor execution to be honest. It's like this rare thing. Some would even say it was so rare that not everybody got it. But I don't know. People seem to be excited about it. They're excited to spend their coins, which they did absolutely nothing differently to earn. And so, I don't know. I feel like not getting something shows that you wanted it. Like getting upset that you didn't get it shows that you want it. And if enough people are getting upset, then they want to do it. Uh, Maddie, I think this maintenance should be another like 15, 20 minutes, I'm told. But it could be three days. Who knows? Because I have nothing to do with it. So I don't know. Um, Let's see who we got. Alex is here. Lovely to be here as my Michelin players all start this evening. Ooh, Friday. I hate those. I hate the Friday ones. Isco said, sorry about Paolo Diaz. Was there new Paolo Diaz news? God, was there new news? Um, Alex said it's a free-for-all. I assume that's the Jersey Mints. Or the Jer I keep saying Jersey Mints. It's just like as if it's like one day, one word. Um. Mike Baston, big transfer news in. Baston to the garden for beer. Happy Friday, Mike. Thanks for joining. I'm glad that this is like becoming a part of your Friday ritual. That, like it's my Friday ritual now, obviously, but now it's yours. I love it. I love it. Mike, wouldn't, Mike would be disappointed with me if I also didn't mention that everybody should go like the video right now. Everybody who's watching here. Chani, what is up? David Alves, hello. Let's see. Maddie Sora, I feel like rare prices are going up, even for European cards. Most auctions are considerably higher than the auction before. 
So, yes, I think everybody loves pumping auctions now. I think there are a number of reasons for the auctions to be going up. I didn't expect to be having a serious conversation already, but here we go. I think the first owner bonus for collections is enough for people to want to overpay for auctions. I think not being able to use a credit card for secondary market transactions forces people to the auctions. So they're willing to spend. I mean, they literally, if they don't have any ETH on the site, they literally cannot buy a card on the secondary market. And so they are forced to go to auctions. And when you have literally multiple people who want to do that for a specific card, it's going to pump the price up. And so it's as simple as that, I think. What I think is actually more interesting is how in most cases, and I think um, Maxime and I talked about this on Office Hours this week, if anyone hasn't checked that out, but auctions used to be what told us what a card was worth because you weren't, you weren't bound by just like one person selling the card to you at a specific price. And it was like, whatever anyone wanted to pay, whatever the highest price was, like that was kind of the new price for the card. And now we're seeing secondary market prices go under auctions because they don't have the right collection score. They don't have the first owner. And so it's almost like there are two different markets now. There's the primary market and the secondary market. And while they do, you know, mesh a little bit, it's not like, okay, this card sold for $500 today. You need to pay me $500 for mine. And because the people who are buying are like, no, because I don't get the 20 point first bonus or first owner or only owner bonus and whatever the other issues are. And so they're like, I'll pay you less. And those who are selling, depending on how desperate they are to sell are like, okay, I'll take less. And so Chani was saying, I wonder how the auctions would look with the cash wallet coming. I, I would assume that it actually helps secondary market because just for that reason that like right now you cannot use a credit card to buy a second a card off the secondary market. So we'll see. Uh, Alex Wilson saying flow state still appears to be buying everything. It does feel like flow state goes into the auction, goes, goes into the, like the auction page and clicks on everything and just puts a max bid on everything, and, which is easy to do when you have endless money. And that's how it feels. So we'll see. Um, so where Malta said, I overpaid, meaning so where Malta did, for a Yu Kobayashi last night because I didn't have the ETH. It's easier to buy with a card purchase. Yeah, it's as simple as that. I remember the first time I got ETH on the platform was actually by accident. I'd say like the first 15, 20 cards I bought on the platform was with a credit card. And I this was back in 2020, 2020, 2021, pre-Gary Gary V. And I remember I bought a card uh, about an auction or I won an auction for Yuma Suzuki, who I knew my friend, uh, PSU fans too wanted. And it was early in the morning and I was bidding on it thinking like I knew he wanted it, not like pushing the price up, but I was like, here's the auction. Secondary market wasn't like that huge back then. And I was like, I'll buy this card and I'll just sell it to him. And it's exactly what happened. Like literally later the day he bought the card from me and then I got ETH on the platform. And that's when I learned like I could make offers and all that, like that took a long time. And so it's um, just one of those things that the game is very different if you have ETH on the platform and if they can make it so that that ease works with, with a fiat wallet, 
like you can have money on the on your on SoRare and make offers because not everybody has to sell cards for what they're posted for. And so, yeah, I think it's huge. Chani's saying in Germany, I barely know anyone that has credit cards. So I think that's something to consider for auctions too, with a cash wallet and easy bank transfers. Absolutely. Like anything to get easy for money to go on the platform and just as easy for money to leave the platform. And I know that it's one of those things like Sora doesn't want us to have pull the money off the platform, but the easier that is, the easier people, the more at ease, excuse me, people will feel about putting money on the platform. Um, Nanzo says, overpay for cards to win cards you don't want and struggle to sell because everyone wants the auction cards. Sounds like a winning formula. So Nanzo is right, but yeah, I don't know. Yes, so our data is down right now. We're down for maintenance. Hopefully back up shortly. Don't worry. I'll stay here until we're back up. So whatever that means. Somebody mentioned, I pulled them up <clears throat> about how important Sora data is about scouting. Here it is, Maddie Sora. So I have found myself scouting a lot more, but I actually don't scout players at all. I just scout cards and prices, which I think is how you play this game. But I don't know. We'll see. I had a decent midweek, which I'm not totally going to get into because I don't want to jinx it. But I have found myself, now I'm going to look. I don't even want to show you guys. All right, it's still there. We've got an hour and 49 minutes before rewards are out. But as of right now, I don't even, yeah, I mean, it probably doesn't matter. But as of right now, oh, wait, I didn't share this, right? I'm currently lined up for a tier three super rare and a tier two rare, thanks to all-star super rare and all-star rare, both lineups of which had non-starters in it, which was a bummer that they didn't start, but it ended up not killing me. Paolo Diaz did not start, as um, we mentioned earlier. To, earlier, Isco was, has no bad news about Paolo Diaz this morning because I played him again for this midweek for this weekend. But anyway. Um, let me see if I can make that a little bigger, but these were the two lineups that worked out. I was actually third in all-star super rare before uh, a little bit of yesterday. I fell down to fifth and then the Chinese games this morning <sighs> pushed me down to ninth and I'm hoping it stays there for the next hour and 47 minutes. And then I can, uh, you know, win something cool. Maddie's so rare bringing the heat today. With the questions, do you think so coins, so rare coins or coins and the rather cheap prices for jerseys will make limiteds more attractive because you can get the coins way cheaper in comparison to two, two time coins for rare that are 10 X. Uh, I, I have not, I've actually been in a conversation about this a little bit with surface to air missile, who is actually not in, but not in the chat right now, but maybe he'll dive in, but surface has this opinion that they have, so rare have yet to offer anything that makes him consider buying cards to earn coins. And I think the 
podcast that John Nellis did, the So Far So Rare podcast with uh, Alok and Dan from So Rare, where Alok said something like, the goal is to make coins more desirable than cards in terms of wins, uh, in, in terms of rewards. And so I think he's right. And I explained yesterday on Sawyer Andrews that I made two trade offers to Pavel this week that actually forced me to sacrifice 600 coins. And not that 600 coins means a lot right now. The surface is here. What's up, Surface? Thank you for joining. But they have a long way to go for that. Like I'm, I'm before this midweek, I was at 69,770 coins. So I couldn't even get two signed jerseys if I wanted to. But there's never been a point where I like have a potential lineup to put in and I would have to buy a card to get it in and I would probably only win coins because of it. And I've gone and bought that card. That was a very poor way to describe that. But effectively, I've never bought a card. I've never even considered buying a card to win coins. Like I have some lineups for this current weekend game week that are basically dead. And I thought about buying cards to make them better. And I didn't. And I didn't even think about the coins, to be honest. Like I, I put the lineups in because I'm a proponent of you just always put the lineup in, but I, I just, it's not, it is what it is. Matt, Matt, he said, I feel like with a hundred, hundred Euro limited farming teams, you can get a Jersey within a few months and jerseys are like a hundred bucks usually. So I don't know if the jerseys, if the Jersey prices in the future will be the same. Like my expectation is that they'll actually be much more, maybe not much more, but there'll be more. And we also don't have the option to get a jersey we actually want. So there's that. I, clearly there are enough people on the platform that that mystery jersey is a thing. Like I kind of like the idea of a mystery jersey, but if it really is something, actually I'd probably still wear it anyway. I'm an old, I'm old enough where I'm in the, I don't care anymore, but I don't know. I, I feel like there are, it's, we're just not there yet. And it's only been a few weeks and months. So I'm not like super worried. Hashtag trust the team. But I think what we will see in the club shop is much different than what we have now. And so the idea of like, that's why I'm not spending coins now. Not that I was within 30 seconds of filling out a form, but I don't, I don't see any reason to spend coins right now because of like what could come. And maybe that's really dumb. Maybe that's a classic like NFT, like uh, optimism of it's going to be better. We're going to the moon, but like, I don't know. Nanzo said, the only chance that coins are worth more than cards is if the so rare coins are made with an ERC 20 token. I have absolutely no idea what that means but I trust Nanzo. Germ said they did mention early bird pricing for the signed jersey. Oh, did not mention for the early bird pricing for the signed jersey, but did for the normal ones. So can we expect 35,000 for a side jersey to stay? I don't know. Um, I don't know. And Alex, so I'm glad Alex brought this up because I saw this comment somewhere. And I think Dan, he said, I think Dan mentioned 
club specific stuff available to people based on their existing collection. So that I think is actually really cool. And also something that people are going to get pissed about just because they want to be able to have everything. But like my friend Jimmer got to play at Anfield because of his Liverpool collection. Should he be able to get a Liverpool signed Jersey for 25,000 coins Whereas I have to pay 35,000. And I think that's absolutely, absolutely something that is okay. So is what it is. Juan said, but will everybody be able to buy a mystery Jersey with a club shop coins? Won't they run out of jerseys? Maybe, maybe. How about a signed ball? Would that be just as good? Not as good if it was less, fewer coins? I don't know. I, I don't, again, I, I don't think what we see in the club shop now, I mean, we know it's not, or at least we know that they, let me preface that. We know that they are planning for more. And so what's in the club shop now, I just don't think it's fair to, to make any sort of definitive argument, whether it's good or bad or not. Like we have no idea. Like what if that Anfield experience becomes available for, 300,000 coins or whatever it is. And so, I don't know. Mike Basson said, there are companies that do mystery jerseys for 40 bucks. This should be this should be the base value for determination of whether jersey prices are reasonable. So, I, uh, um, I'm trying to think of how I say this nicely. I don't think that, well, let me start that over. I think we should all stop trying to put a monetary value on coins. Full stop. Just like stop doing it. You're not doing anything right now to earn coins. Meaning like you're not going out of your way. You're not spending any of your money to buy coins. These are something that they are giving us for playing their game. And giving us an opportunity to use these free things to get other things that have value to very different people or that are valued differently for different people. And so just settle down. Like I, this, this whole like, oh, these, that's too many coins. It's not enough coins. Not enough people are being, are able to spend them. Like it's free stuff they're giving us and we're complaining about it. What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. I, Alex said he doesn't care about coins. But here we are talking about it. I just, yeah. I think that it's all too early to make any sort of argument or justification. And so the... The idea that le that whatever we have now is what we should be opining on, I don't think is fair. And so, like, if if you literally do not care about coins, that's okay. It's okay not to care about them, and you can just keep accumulating them. It, it literally changes nothing for you. The only thing that changes 
is that there's like one other thing you have to open if you open your rewards or you get the little animation when you open the rewards. And so, yeah, <clears throat> Surface said, we're not complaining about the free stuff. Not true. Maybe you aren't, but there are plenty of people who are complaining about it. They're complaining that there's not enough free stuff. That's like, that's the complaint. Like fundamentally, oh, I can't believe they only had X number. Oh, they sold out so quickly. Like we want more free stuff, guys. Like that's what it's coming out. But anyway, I'm more worried about Dan's statement, which I think was a lock statement, which reflects Sorer's thinking that so coins, so rare coins will be quote, will quote, be more desirable, unquote, than cards. So I'm going to go back to Nanzo's comment because Nanzo was telling me that the, that rewards are worthless. Overpay for cards to win cards you don't want and struggle to sell. And now they're like, hey, would you rather just win a signed jersey? And everyone's like, ah, no, no. I'd rather win that card that I can't sell. Like, we, what are we doing? Make up your mind. So we're Holland, when free ETH. Now we're talking. Now we are talking. That's the... ERC 20 token I'm, we're talking about here. It's going to be free ETH. DD Soros said, not some people complain about not having enough to complain about. So I, I don't want to, this is a great line. I, I don't want to, I don't want to make this sound like I think like Surface is complaining. Because I think Surface has a very good point that we are, but I think it's just too early to say this. But the, the coins have, not done anything to make me think differently about the game. And their goal is for that exact situation to happen. So that's fine. Like, I get that. And I get that that takes time. So I just think it's too early to be like, this isn't going to work because we, we don't know. We just don't know. And so... Sorry, I started looking at some people in the chat. Again, thank you to everybody for participating in the chat because it gives me something to actually talk about, especially with so rare data down. Matt, Maddie said, I did buy players for coins by going into divisions I did not play, but also obviously trying to build a team that could win. So I think there... I've actually never thought of it this way, but there is actually a benefit now to participate in competitions before you're like, quote unquote, ready that you're like, oh, I want to make like a champion Asia team at some point, whatever the scarcity they are giving you, like the coins are, could be at least a little push of like, well, maybe I'll just buy this last player just to get a lineup in so that I can start getting coins. Like I get that. I get it. I don't think a lot of people are doing that, though. Juan says, it's only free if you only play with commons. They're rewarding you for playing the game. But we were doing that anyway. Like, that's why it's free. Like, these are free prizes because we were playing this game anyway without coins. And so, I don't know. Nando said, as stakeholders, users are right to complain if they don't like the direction of new initiatives. Better they complain than just leave. I agree with that. But I also think that the complaints are, it's like you're complaining about 10% of the idea and we don't know the 90%. And 
And so, yeah. But it does fundamentally feel like the complaints today are there's not enough free stuff. Like that's the complaint. And I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's a reasonable complaint. Breaking news. We're back. But I should probably tell you all that we're not back so that you keep watching. Anyway, the, hold on. The other thing I wanted to talk about today was, and we can get back to the coins if you guys want to, I just don't really have much else to say other than as of today, I'm doing nothing differently because of coins and I'm not using coins to buy anything. Um, Mike Basson said, what other screens are dark moded now? I don't think we've added any, but I, there is actually one big thing I wanted to talk about. Let me see if I can pull it up before I, uh, no, I'll do that in a little bit. Uh, so the thing I wanted to talk about was, was it the last show that I did with NEP? That was two weeks ago. Whatever it was, I got some really good feedback on that, mostly because NEP is great. And so the, was that the last one I did? Yeah, it was. So Mike Basson, no, I've not used any free boosts. So the show with NEP. So I wanted to, people who are here in the chat, it's funny, I point this way to chat because it's like on that side of my screen, but it, you guys are actually like there. That way, on my screen. Anyway, so that was a lot of fun. And I don't want to step on John Nellis's toes of being a weekly like interview show. But I do think, but that was fun. And I was thinking if you guys, if there are any other people you guys would like me to talk to on this show, I'm open for suggestions. And I have a few in mind. John is actually one of them, partially because he said on like his last show, like nobody ever invites me on their shows. So John, I know you don't watch this one or listen, but I'm inviting you on this one. Most of my questions about John are actually about Alex Emery, who he works with. And to be honest, between us, this is a very private conversation that we're all having here. Um, I'm going to have both of them on and just pepper them with a ton of questions. The problem is it's like not about so rare at all. And I think that's a little bit, I don't know how many people, I think some people will want that. Sora Malta said, what about Messi? Lionel, Lionel Messi, surprise guest, and Sora Holland. Are there any other so rare um, areas that would like Messi? I'm wearing a Messi Barcelona shirt right now, actually. Um, one, two, three, Ziki Zaka said, I'd love to see Nep and Chani together on a show. You know what's crazy is that they don't have a regular show, and I kind of know why they don't, but those two, I agree. I agree. It's actually a, kind of an interesting dynamic with the FIFA guys because so much of their content, if not all of it, I don't watch any of it because I don't play FIFA. I know my son watches Chani all the time. And 
so much of their stuff is solo, like this show right here, as I'm talking to you guys. But so I don't know, like, is there like dual hosted FIFA content? Like they're so used to like talking themselves that I wonder how they would be with each other. But I like, I think a weekly show of Nep and Chani would be great. I really do. Sora saying, Larry, I'm, I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. I keep going back and forth on it. It wouldn't be about football anyway. I feel like it's a little exploitative because he's 12. I don't know. Mike Basson said, I think the NEP one was good because you were following up on something he did on his own Twitch stream. If you have any other takes like that from things that you watch that might be keep an eye, angle on, keep an eye on. So I agree with that. Sorry for butchering that comment. Uh, part of the hesitation or part, yeah, part of the problem with that is I only consume so much content myself. And so I'm kind of just limited to that. Like the, that NEP one that I watched, like I don't regularly watch NEP in all honesty. I can go in and out because he's on for like 50 hours a day. But that one, I just happened to be like, I got the notification that he was live and that he was talking about so rare. And I, whatever the morning was, I like had the time and I put it on and I was like, just glued because that's just what happens when you watch NEP. You just like, he starts talking and you start listening and then it's like 10 hours later and you're like, what happened to my day? But so there's that. Yeah. Um, Surface said, I would be really interested in hearing Chani and Nep talk about the economics if they're win willing regarding FIFA versus Sora content creation. Like Chani's getting a hundred thousand views for his FIFA videos. So I, I, I agree. I think that would be really interesting. I don't know if like this is the appropriate spot for that. But maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe we just talk about it. Um, it is kind of funny because it's effectively like, hey, can you come on to my show and just talk about your job? It's like, that's what they do for a living. And so it's just kind of funny. Like, I could talk to anybody. Be like, so what do you do? And you're like, oh, I drive a bus. Oh, tell me about that. That's actually, to be honest, <laughs> we're going way off topic here. That's one of like the things I am most interested about in my entire life. Like I have this huge curiosity about work and it's less about, oh, yeah, I'm, I get really interested if I meet someone and they just have a job and it's something that I just don't know anyone else who does that or what day-to-day -day life is like for people who even have similar jobs. I was going to say similar jobs to me, but it's pretty, pretty uh, not very similar. But I think about jobs all the time, mostly because I have the best one on, in the, on the planet, to be honest. So, but I was like an example. I was brushing my teeth the other day. I actually recently got a, an electric toothbrush. And so one of the benefits, the hy hygien hygienic benefits of an electric toothbrush is that you brush your teeth longer. So then you have, just have stuff to think about while you're brushing your teeth. And I looked down and I was like, it was somebody's job 
to design the uh, the toothpaste tube. Like not even, I don't even mean like the, the tube itself, which is another job. Like literally somebody was like, hey, we have this new toothpaste. Uh, you know, it's for sensitive teeth and uh, it whitens and it tastes like mint, but it's not really like a gel. It's one, And they were like, so you just need, just show us what it should look like, what the, like the outside should look like. And that's somebody's job who goes and works for Crest or Colgate, whatever. And that's somebody's job. And I love that. I love that. Dream Oblivion, hello, you are late, but thanks for coming. Uh, Mike Baston said, let's get some of the live chat peeps on live. Seriously, this is funny because Mike is always here and I should probably have Mike. Tuggy needs some airtime, Jimmer too. So the funny thing about Tuggy, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Tuggy reached out to me this morning and said that he should have been on the Dumb is Fun podcast with Andy yesterday, the Sober Andrews. And I was like, I would never, I would never do that. Like invite somebody on a podcast and be like, Hey, can you please come on this podcast with us? We're talking about how people do dumb things and I'd like you to be on it. So like, I can't possibly do that. Harry trade said, I've been put in Sober data jail. I'm now a rookie member. So Harry, that happened because you referred to it as SRD. And Maxime said never to do that. That is weird though. I would just say log out and log back in and maybe maybe that fixes it. Germ says Jimmer definitely needs some airtime. I would have Jimmer on every week if he wasn't a regular a real person who had like a real job. But I agree. I adore Jimmer. And so I would love for that to happen. One of the things I wanted to point out, where did we go here? So the new, um, the new lineup projection competition, like leaderboard and everything uh, is out and it's, oh, this is dark mode. Here you go. Somebody was asking what's the next dark mode. Here it is, the lineup projections. So, Everything you would ever want is now here. Like we, we get a lot of questions from people about how many points you need, what are how many, what did I get right, wrong, all this stuff. So everything is here now. If you just go to SO5, and if you're watching this in like two weeks, this might be different, but just go to line of projections and then the leaderboard uh, link right here. So this is, gosh, it's going to be a, is that midweek? We got LAFC in Houston in the midweek. No River Plate and then Nations League. Wow. Next week looks awful. But anyway, view leaderboard here on the right should get you everywhere. Everything that you need in this fancy dark mode thing. And I was putting in, I put in about a 500 projections for this weekend game week. I'm excited to find out how I did. And I don't know. Everyone should just do it because it's fun. It, it, I had a lot more fun doing this than I thought I would. And so there's that. I just got a notification that Haber went live, so he's not watching. But Haber's another one that I want to have on. because For a whole bunch of reasons, actually. But one of which is that I just really like Haber. So yeah, um, I'd say just reach out to me anywhere and just say, hey, you should talk to this person. And I like talking to people. 
which is ironic as I'm saying this on a show where I talk to myself, but I think, I think that would be interesting. I'm not going to do it every week, but, but yeah. Mike said Sawyer Deke might be a good one. Does a lot of great stuff in MLS lineups, both predictions and recording historical lineups. I don't know if I'm familiar with Sawyer Deke. Germ says Deke is a legend. Maybe I do know them and I just... Are they uh, YouTube, Twitter? Let's find out. Sawyer Deke. Let that be. Oh, there we go. Oh, wait. I don't have... I'm going to stop sharing my screen here. Piggy said... Deke is a good egg. All right. I'm in. Oh, it's the play sharper guy for the Western Conference. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, on Twitch? All right. So I'll have to reach out to Sir Deke. This looks fun. Hmm, cool. Yeah. Thank you for the suggestion. And has got the Hans Vanderbruggen double thumbs up. Can't. Can't go wrong with that one, I'd say. All right. <clears throat> well, thank you guys for that. I'll definitely start reaching out. But it was mostly like, I assume the people who are here are kind of regular watchers of this show. And if that is something that you guys are interested in, I'd be happy to do it because I do, I am interested in doing that. And so if, if we, if I think, again, the show is literally called Off Topic. So I don't think anybody's coming here expecting like one specific thing. But I do I do really enjoy hearing about other people's experiences and what they're doing from all kind of walks of so rare life. And that's why I really like John's show. Germ is suggesting Pavel, who I, I have invited Pavel on. It's been a long time since I invited him. Uh, Andy and I, did Andy invite him? I mean, it was like over a year ago and Pavel was a little unsure about his English, which I think is a pretty, like that's understandable if, if you're not comfortable in English and coming on a show with two people who speak English as their first language and probably very quickly, I get it. It could be a little intimidating. And so, yeah, that's that. But yeah, I would love to have Pavel. Um, there are a few other traders that I've talked to that, I'm sure would come on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll see. Mike was saying once a month would be good if you don't want to overdo it. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just overdo it and we'll just do six shows a week. Who knows? John Andrews said, if you ask Pavel, <laughs> if you ask Pavel on, he'd counter and want Ethan snacks thrown in too. Ah. <laughs> uh. Bravo, John. Visco said no chance any viewers get on the show. I wouldn't say there's no chance. I will say that there was one point that Nellis brought up on one of his shows. It was like, whenever it was. But he was saying that one of the issues that <clears throat> content creators have is when you want to have a guest on and like, if they have a bad mic or like no camera, like it all just doesn't look that great. It doesn't sound good. And that leaves a negative experience with a lot of people. And so he was like, I like to have people on who I know have like decent setups because I know that the quality of the show will be good. And 
it was something that I didn't really appreciate until I thought of it. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like if he had a show and it sounded like somebody was talking like through a tube or something or whatever, uh, it, it's a it's an, an unenjoyable listen for some people or a watch. And I get that. Like that stuff matters. As weird as like, unfortunately, that stuff matters probably more than what they're actually saying. So we'll see. Daniel Cooper, hello. Uh, Dream Oblivion said, just don't change PSU fans to and black. No, the, I would never. I would never. At least not Andy. Um, let's see. There was, where did Maddie go? Maddie had, I feel like right now is a crazy time to join. I helped my brother to get started in So Rare, and I built him a Cap 240 limited two Bundesliga team for 20 euros with a goalkeeper and both backups Four defenders, four mids, and three attackers. That is insane. That seems cheap to me. I almost don't believe you. Although I guess the, um, I guess the backups and everything probably are cheap. But yeah, that's that sounds very cheap. Mike Batson said, "I definitely consider it if I had enough kit." Just took the words. Mike, go buy a mic. No, no pun intended. But go buy a microphone. There was actually somebody I was talking to, I don't want to give it away, but they were talking about starting a new So Rare podcast. And they were concerned that there was going to be some overlap with another show, which I, I don't want to give away too much because who knows what they're... Daniel Cooper, that's right, Mike Baston, MIC. Uh, there's never... Not, I'm not going to say no, there's never we are not remotely close to there being too much so rare content. And I know sometimes it can seem like there's a lot out there, like so rare data, we do five shows a week. John does his show, Quinny does a hundred shows. There's so rare TV, so rare down under. And I'm gonna, ah, I, I really didn't wanna do this because now I'm like, oh, he forgot whatever. So I'm gonna stop right there. There are so many people who play so rare and who are interested in so rare that if you start whatever you want to do, I just say, go for it. Like, don't worry that it overlaps as long as it's not the exact same stuff that other people are doing. But even then maybe people just let, will just like you more. You know, there, there have been so rare content creators who make decent so rare content and if you just don't like them you don't have to watch them but there are other people who would like them and so there's that um thursday night club that's another one yeah thank you the <clears throat> ziki zaki said i'd love to see this special guy again on a show i think his name is evaldo so evaldo i would <laughs> Ivaldo's like one of my favorite people on earth. And I also haven't talked to him in about a year. He, if, if you guys have not seen these shows, these, and actually I might go back and watch them too, but Ivaldo did two shows with us. One with back, I think I was still with Rotowire, but it was me, Andy, Maxime and Ivaldo talking about the kind of the economics of SoRare. And Ivaldo comes from a finance, like he was in the world of finance 
and is super smart, which he would absolutely not admit and would tell me that he's not, but he is. And we did, so he joined so rare, he loved it. And at some point he stopped and he sold all his cards and he's not involved anymore. And so while I would love to have him on, he would have zero knowledge of what has happened to so rare in the last year and a half, two years. Um, he owns steel city FC, which is a lower division football team here in the States, right outside of Chicago. And I'm a supporter of the, of the club paid supporter, if you will. So if anybody's in Chicago, I have four tickets to every game. I live like 1500 miles from Chicago. So I've never been, but, but that's what he does. So that's why I don't have him back on, but, um, I would love to, um, is this Royal Livy? That's germ, John Andrews, Mike Bastin, all saying to do, to, to check that out. So yeah. Daniel Cooper said, I'd listen to a 10 hour sober stream, listening to someone completely waffle about it throughout my entire work day. So that's what NEP does. Um, Ziki Zaka said, those shows are amazing. I agree. He's great. He's great. I should probably have Pat back too. I put Pap and Evaldo kind of in the same, um, in the same realm where you're just listening and you're hearing what they say and you're just sitting there like, man, this guy's really smart. And that's why I like having them on because they are like just super, super smart. John Andrews said an open 24 hour so rare Twitch channel where whoever is available can jump on would be interesting. Not quite sure about the security logistics of it all. I don't think that would be interesting at all, but maybe. But, I, oh, so let me go back to that. How long have I been going here? 46 minutes. I'm going to go talk about the content for a little bit. This might be the last thing. And uh, I'm just preparing you because I'm not sure I'm talking about anything else. But this is something that I've, I think about all the time. And what better place to do it than to talk about it than, than right now. So the number of podcasts that are started and finish, meaning no more episodes, within like three is absurdly high. It's like well into the 90% percentile. Meaning people are like, I'm going to start this podcast. It's going to be about this and I'm just going to do it. And they make three and they give up. And this is in no way saying that like podcasting is hard because it's not. But too many people give up before they should for a number of reasons. And some of them is that they start to do it and they're like, oh, this is actually not that fun. Or oh, I did these podcasts, nobody's listening or whatever it is. And I apologize if there's any sort of sound coming through my mic. I don't think there is, but it's absolutely pouring outside. So this actually comes up, this plays along with this idea that it, this idea that comes up every so often. I feel like it always comes from some Twitter thread about somebody who was like, you should do work for free for a while. 
And it comes up in fantasy sports a lot because fantasy sports is not generally like a high paying job. And there are reasons for that as well, but it's all part of it is because there are a lot of people who are willing to do it for free. And there are some people on the other side who are like, your time and your effort is worth more than nothing. So you should get paid for your work. And I'm actually not even going to go down that route, but the route I am going to go down is whatever you want to do, whether it's content or anything, but, but I'll stick to content. If you want to do videos, if you want to do a podcast, if you want to write a newsletter, if you want to do whatever you want, the more you do it, the better you will get. And I realize how dumb this is. And this isn't even one of like the 10,000 hours thing, but I think people really underappreciate that in order to get good at something, you need to do it more often than just sometimes. And so when you have somebody who's like early on in the pod, early on in podcasting, like maybe they're not that good. That's okay. It's okay not to be good right away. But know that every time you do something, it gets better. Like this show right here. I did a live stream by myself after we came out with something. I don't even remember what it was. Or maybe we didn't. And it was just like, here are the best things I like about Sober, whatever it was, Sober Data, whatever it was. I was like, I'm going to do a solo stream. And it was awful. I don't remember which one it was. You can go back. And the... Like my reaction to that show was just like, I'm never doing that again. And at no point was somebody like, hey, you should do some more solo shows, whether they saw that one or not. But I watched more. I, like I watched more Nellis, and Quinny, and Chani, and Nep and Haber. And I'm just like, they, whether they do or not, they seem to enjoy it. Mike Zakarian was actually another big one who I talked to about this and he does a show every day. He's over a team hold. And I was like, I need to try this. And so that's how this show started. I started doing rabbit hunting and then it became an off topic. And now I really enjoy this, but you got to keep doing it. And so if you are sitting there thinking like, I would, I'd like to do some story or content, but I don't know what there, there are already a lot of like podcasts out there, blah, blah, blah. Just know that fantasy sports are kind of a niche in the whole grand scheme of life. Fantasy sports are very niche. Some say niche. I say niche. NFTs are really niche. Fantasy sports with NFTs are really niche. And fantasy sports with NFT, football, fantasy football or NBA or MLB with, with NFTs is really niche. So if you think you are going to make some sort of so rare show and have millions of views or millions of listens or millions of readers, it's not happening anytime soon. But just know that. And so... The, the point of that is if you want to get good, you just got to keep doing, you got to keep going, just keep doing it. And if you do a podcast, listen back, like always listen back. And if you do a video, watch the video back and you can just, you pick up on little things and that's how you learn, how you get better. Like whenever we were all, not we all, when I was growing up and I have kids now and they're like, they're playing sports. Like you don't get better at playing sports by not doing it. That's so why you train and you practice and all of the things you do. 
there's nothing better than explaining to like a 12 year old why like eating well helps you on the football pitch, but they all, it all matters. And so if you are trying to do content, just know that at the beginning, it will not be good. And, it, and if you happen to be good at the beginning, great, but you will get better the more you do it. And so don't get deterred by nobody's listening to this. Nobody's watching this. Nobody's reading this. Like it'll come, but you need to know that your reps of producing whatever you're producing will help you get better. And even if you decide to give up in a year or two years, just know that that pro working through that process is really important. And that's how you get better at things. And like, that's why I do this show. That's why I like talking to other people. Cause I, well, that's not true. I was gonna say, I don't need to get better at interviewing people. I don't really care about that, but I like doing this stuff. And the more I do it, at least I feel like I'm getting better at it. And so if you are going to produce any content, it doesn't have to be SORA related. You want to do just SORA data related stuff. That's cool too. But go for it and just know that you're going to have to work for it. And it's as simple as that. Just work for it. <sighs> All right. Well, that's that. Let me go to the chat because I saw some smart ass comment from Mike Baston. How come the more you do it, the better you become? You don't seem to be better at making SO5 lineups. That is fair, Mike. That's fair. Except, oh, wait. Oh, no, we still have a little bit of time. I was going to say, maybe I had, maybe I got good at something. I don't know. Um, Pigas says some things are just <laughs> difficult to master, Mike. It's true. It's true. Service said rabbit hunting was hunt rabbit hunting is that what I said? rabbit hunting was fun but off topic is better so far is better in my opinion in case you were wondering I was wondering I felt like the rabbit hunting got old like I started doing it partially because I thought like I was thinking of it so I was like oh I should just talk about this and I was like oh this could be like a thing and after like three or four I was like this isn't really a thing like it's not it was just the same thing every week and that's why I changed the show because I, the point of rabbit hunting at first, for those of you who didn't watch those, was for me to look back at my highest scoring cards from a game week and see if I could have won like all-star rare or limited or rare, pro, whatever. And the answer was always yes. Not always, but like I could have won things. And like there was, at some point it's just like, yeah, you could do it. If you made a really stupid lineup, then yeah, you could have won it. And then at some point I started talking about something else and I was like, the, the something else is always more interesting. So that's why I stopped having it. Daniel Cooper said the hosts having a good time is 10,000% what makes a stream or podcast good. Just have fun. I don't disagree with that at all. I think that it, I think it takes time though for people to, how do I say this nicely? Um, I find myself saying that a lot lately on this show. So two people having fun can be fun. But just because they're having fun doesn't mean everybody's having fun, meaning listening to them. And I think it takes time to develop some sort of relationship like with your audience so that you can start dropping the, the inside jokes and they, like they get it. But you have to be cognizant that you always want more people like the point of content is get more and more and more people watching or listening or reading. And so hopefully you have new people every week 
and the new people don't know the inside joke. So you can use those and it's fine. But you just have to remember that just because you guys are having fun doesn't mean everybody is. I don't know if I said that well or not, but. Mike said, is it getting used to not getting to see the reactions immediately and have to wait for chat responses? That is the biggest challenge to get used to. So the solo stuff is, it is that. Like I was, I've just never been somebody, like I never did solo content. And, and obviously at some point, everyone who does solo content had never done it before. But I just never found myself as somebody who was like comfortable just talking for an hour like there's no way I do this show if there wasn't for a chat. Like that's why I'm 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 always really thankful that you guys show up and and leave comments and questions and all that because otherwise I just start like rambling and nobody really nobody needs that. And so I think the chat becomes like a really important part of content like this. And so the immediate response is is helpful and also you know, we can start talking about different things. We bring up other content, create. you know, you, you learn other things. So, I mean, the chat, the chat is probably the most important part of solo content for me, at least. Um, so thank you again for everybody coming. Um, Daniel said, it feel like if you do what you enjoy within the podcast, it'll guide you into your niche. That could be, that could be it. Um, yeah, like we could, you you could be like an expert on something that you just didn't realize what it was until you start walking through it. And everyone's like, hey, you know, every, you have enough people be like, can you actually talk about like that one thing again? And then like that becomes whatever your thing is. Daniel said the spike in new so rare content now will be historic in this layered motivation talk will be played for you. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks, Dan. No, 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 but but like, honestly, so this also comes right after I was like, I don't really consume that much because I, I don't have like hours and hours of dead time to spend on this stuff, but there's plenty of room. Like there's plenty of room for in every language, in whatever topic you want to do. But I do think that it takes time to develop an audience that just wants to hear two people talk about so rare. Like when Andy and I started, we really tried to be very specific in our topics. And if you go back, like, like one week we talked goalkeepers and one week we talked about the market and one, and, and not to say we didn't go off topic, but you, you need something that people want to listen to at first. And if people don't know who you are then you're like, Hey, come listen to me talk for an hour and be like, well, why? And like, ah, I'm funny or whatever it is. And it's like, that's not enough. And so you need to, you just need to grind it. Like, you need to get out there. Um, Charlie said, it's so refreshing the amount of quality so rare content that gets little views, but the content creator and the audience absolutely love doing it. Views and revenue will increase if that enthusiasm continues. So absolutely, yes. And that goes back to what I was saying before, that if you are somebody who is doing this and you don't have a lot of views or a lot of revenue, if you love it, like, like, don't let that stop you from loving it because, because if it's something that you love to do, then you're doing it anyway. And so like, that's good. And if you just keep doing it, more people will find you. And that's, that's why everybody always says like, like, and subscribe. 
because the more that you guys like videos and the more people that subscribe, YouTube sees that people are interested in it. And so if they're like, oh, you were watching this sort of video, maybe you would like this one because a lot of people have liked it or have subscribed to that channel. Like that's why, that's why those things are important. Like everyone says it and it's like, oh, like, subscribe, share. Like that stuff actually is important. And so any video you watch, if you spend more, if, if you spend more than 10 seconds watching a video, because I don't think you need more than that to know if you like it or not, just hit the like button. It's, it's really as simple as that. And that doesn't mean ju just for these videos, like whatever you're watching, that like button is like sh just shockingly important. Oh, Pablo saying right here, we need more likes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm just... John Andrews said, feeling inspired. Next Friday, Sir Andrews, not stealing if it's, la if it's my last name, on topic. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Andrews on top. Nobody would believe you. That's the problem. Um, and so... Um, yeah. So I, I think that's, sorry, I'm still trying to catch up on the chat. I'm like a few minutes behind. Um, so Maddie's saying from now on, I'll really try to catch the shows live more than I usually rewatch all of them, but the interaction is so much more fun. So I, I agree with that. And I don't know what the case, what the reason is, but it is kind of a bummer that YouTube doesn't allow you to see the live chat. Like if, if somebody wants to watch the show in an hour from now, that the live chat doesn't show up because it is a really big part. That's why I try to show on the screen, like the comments that I'm at least referring to, but there are like great ones in the chat that I don't show. And so it's almost like, it's almost forcing you to wait like a whole day so that you can actually follow the chat. But then of course the bummer is you can't participate in it. And so it is what it is. Um, so Sean. Oh, Sean's here. Hey, Sean. I thought it was getting to spend an hour a week talking to me. Um, anyway. Oh, Mike. So, oh, wait. ZM Star said, now uh, I've replaced Andy as his hero. He'll be informing him shortly. And then Mike with the great suggestion that Black can be his midweek game week hero and I can be his weekend. No need to be a hero for anybody. Um, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> So Ramalta says, I work in design and marketing. I've contemplated making tutorial videos. I think there's a lack of this, especially for new users. So the, like, go for it. Just go for it. Even if, like, so that actually seems like something more of like, oh, there's like, there's something missing and I should fill that void, which is one thing. But there's another of like, I just love doing this. And so I'm just going to do it. And... There's that. Uh, John Andrew said, I just wish I didn't have to smash the like button. Laptops are expensive. Agreed. I've never once said, well, I, I probably have in jest, but there's no need to smash the like button. You don't get any extra likes for like holding it down longer or anything. Um, Isco said, started a solar pod with a buddy, did three episodes and haven't released another one in about a month. See, it's exact. Do another one. Just do it. Let's go. What was the name of that podcast? So the talk felt a bit personal. Good. Good. What's the name of that podcast, Disco? We should all just take some time this afternoon and we'll listen to it. 
Surfer said, I wish I would have documented a lot of the very early days. It's getting harder and harder to remember how things used to be. And I think it could make for some interesting content. That, I, so I agree with that. I think it's almost impossible to go back. Like, I don't think anybody did like live streams of stuff back then. I remember when Mark and Hybe did the, the so rare podcast and I forget who it actually wasn't market first, but like that was the only content. Like I remember when I started, when Andy and I started doing so rare Andrews, there were like three podcasts about so rare. And honestly, there really aren't that many now. Like, are there, I mean, I, <clears throat> I can only consider English language ones cause I don't speak anything else which Mike loves to remind me of too, Bastin. But it, I mean, are there more than like 15 English language so rare podcasts? I don't know if there are. Ooks, so rare, UKZ. So is it better for you if we all comment after the live chat as well as a like? I, I mean, the comments matter, I guess, but... I'm not here to be like, just go and comment. The, the, the answer is yes. Commenting on videos matters, helps. But the, yeah, so do that. Um, Bassin said, Hi, wasn't Hybe with Tom C originally? Was it really Tom C? No. Was it? I only say that because, was it Tom C? I'm going to, I'm literally looking at my, phone right now. I wonder if those shows are even on anymore. What do they call it? The So Rare Podcast? Nanzo said, I realize I can either podcast or win. Maybe I'll do a show when I retire from SO5. What does podcasting have to do? I mean, Nanzo, you were doing some streams for a while. The problem with Nanzo's shows, though, is that he does like reward reveals. And they take like three hours because he wins so much. Nobody needs to watch that. Sorry. John Andrew said FPL chef. Is that Tom C though? Or is that someone else? Because if that's Tom C, my head is just going to... I don't know. But yeah, I remember... I don't... I mean, I was, I was actually on that show once. The So Rare podcast with Heidi and Mark. But I remember, yeah, I think it was FPL Chef, who I don't think is Tom C, but maybe it is. I don't know. And then they had Mark on. And then, like, the next week, it was just Mark and Heidi. But that was a good, I mean, that was, that was the original, like, hey, let's get somebody from the community and we'll talk to them. Shaforkel, hello. And it just went from there. I, I, I think it's, I mean... I think hearing from other people in the community is really interesting. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say, I think everyone is interesting because I, they're not like John has had plenty of people. Well, maybe not. John has had sh people on his show that I listened to it. And I was like, Oh, all right. Like I listened because I like John, but like that wasn't really that interesting. And the plus side is, is that they usually don't come back unless it's Sean and he comes back. Um, but yeah, so if there's some sort of content revolution, that's great. And so do that. 
but just do it. I think having more people talk about SoRare is great. Like it's one of the things that, who was it? I don't remember who it is. Somebody who plays Ultimate Champions was like, oh, somebody needs to start an Ultimate Champions podcast. And I was like, well, I'm, I can't do that. I don't play over there. But it is true. Like it, just more people that you, you feel more of a connection to the product when you're, when you are able to hear what other people think of it and all of this stuff. Mike is saying, this is reminding me just how long he's been consuming SoRare content, which is great. I mean, what else would we be doing? But I think it's really interesting. And um, yeah, that's all. So just do it. Brian David's, no, Sora Raul completely changing the subject. Going off topic of the off topic. Do you think limited cards will go back to the same price as of January? I have no idea. Not a clue. Um, I don't even know what they were in January. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. It's Friday, well, afternoon for me evening for some of you. I'm going to go because I had nothing more to say on that. I wasn't expecting to have a serious conversation today. But sometimes it happens. And so there it was. So thank you to everybody for joining. If you have not hit that like button yet, please do so. And frankly, take five minutes after this, whether you're watching live or whatever you're doing. And so just go to the, the content creators that you watch and just like all their videos if you haven't already. It's as simple as that. The, the days of watching a video and not liking it, meaning not hitting the like button, are over. We're all just going to mutually agree here that if you watch a video, just like it. It's, it's very simple. And unfortunately, it means a lot. And so just do it. So please, please do it. So yeah, thank you to everybody. Good luck if anybody won any rewards this week. I was going to talk about Chris Brady today. I went the entire time without it. So that's why we're so positive here. But good luck if you are in line for any midweek midweek rewards. Good luck for this weekend game week. And yeah, we'll see you next week.